Welcome back, everyone, to Season 3 of the Kelly Mental Health Podcast, where we discuss a variety of topics surrounding mental health. In this season, we will be joined by incredible guests from all around the world and pillars of our community to discuss real topics and situations they have faced and how they dealt with it. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 3 of Kelly Mental Health Podcast. Today, our podcast episode is called You're Dead to Me and Other Family Holiday Greetings. This episode is all about the sometimes challenging and upsetting things that get said in the heat of the moment between family members and about being prepared to face the holidays. So join myself, Linda, and Cassandra as we discuss with some hilarity and humility some of the things that we've learned being around families during the holidays. Okay. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, welcome and welcome everyone back to the Kelly Mental Health Podcast. We are busy. We have lots of episodes coming at you. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're in season three. We love season three so far. It's been, I feel like it's just been so different almost. Like everyone, you know, we're we're having more guests on here and you guys are talking about a variety of different topics. And I think it's really special and it's just different. So I'm excited for season three. And uh, yeah, so we're with Linda Kelly today, the lovely CEO and like how Michael stated a million titles <laughs> behind <laughs> your name. Uh, so we are with her today and we are talking about some, I guess family stuff um and yeah so I I know that this has been a, a burning topic that uh that you wanted to discuss so I'm gonna toss this right off to you so what are we talking about so okay so we're talking about the challenging offensive upsetting and distressing things that happen when families get together over the holidays now if anyone from my family is listening to this podcast which you're probably not and we'll talk about that later you can turn this one off now <laughs> oh, I, the reason that I really wanted to bring this up is because there's a lot of people uh, really dreading the holidays and kind of dread the holidays. I mean, like September, I start kind of panicking. Mm. <laughs> now, this this episode is not meant to um, sort of minimize the pain that some families are going through missing family members this year. Uh, people have obviously experienced losses. People are missing everybody from just the, the social isolation. This is supposed to be just a little bit of fun reflection on sometimes the way that things get out of hand <laughs> and, and maybe some do's and don'ts for when it comes to gathering with the family, uh, when personalities start to clash, uh, maybe some more effective communication techniques. And, and I'm going to share some stories. And uh, we did have someone call in and just share one challenging situation that I'd love to be able to talk about. So with, without further ado, the reason that I have <laughs> named this episode is uh, because these are things actually said within my family <laughs> from time to time. Uh, things like you're dead to me, or you're not a grandmother to my child anymore, or, you know, things like that are just mm -hmm. very, very extreme. I never want to see you're out of the well. How could you mm -hmm. twist the knife in my back? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my family. <laughs> oh, oh my God. We're going to talk about your aunt later. You're not, you're not alone. <laughs> oh my God. I got to put this on pause really quick. So, and this is not to cut out or anything like that. So before I got on the podcast with you, she actually called me. I love my aunt. Like she's just the greatest thing ever. But so she called me and I said, you know what? I, 
like, I can't, uh, I can't talk to her now. I got to prep for, for this podcast. But she said, she's like, so what are you guys talking about today? I'm like, uh, you know, lots of different personalities of family members and, uh, and just basically some difficult situations. And she's like, Oh, Cassandra, I swear you better not talk about me. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, well, I'm definitely going to talk about you now. I was like, you barely even listen to the podcast. So I'm like, I'm like, why would you start now? You know? Mm-hmm. Thanks, family support. You know, uh huh. <laughs> That's it. absolutely it. If, if like, come on, mom. If you don't listen to my stuff, like, of course I'm gonna talk I, about you. Exactly. You give us the perfect opportunity. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Friends, family. You guys don't want to listen to the podcast. Well, it's on. It's on you. Yeah. If you guys go out in public and people start staring at you. You know why? <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna say your name, but people are gonna know who I'm talking about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, it's getting good. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So that's definitely one of the things in my family. Well, my family's a little dramatic and I don't mean to say dramatic as a way of, again, minimizing the very real feelings that people feel. Um, but what I do see a lot of the time, and I've, I've become more of an observer observer with this because, uh, people will say like actually the most harmful, hurtful universal, like forever kind of statements over minimal things like you know here's mental time bombs oh they plant those time bombs and then it's like and then it just explodes after and they're like what the heck just happened like i can't believe that they they said that and it cuts deep like i yeah i get it Mm -hmm. there's yeah situations that are where it's just kind of a a lot of assumptions Mm -hmm. actually michael and i were talking about that lots on the podcast uh Mm -hmm. the michaelated uh show and it's these assumptions because our perspectives are so limited and we just assume so much about the people Mm -hmm. that are in our family. So uh, like one situation that comes up for me is when there was a time where my parents and I were not getting along. Um, I was 19. We were going through some things. She was going through some things. I was going through some things. And I just felt like ultimately with what was happening, I wasn't comfortable going to a family dinner. I'd never enjoyed them anyway. No one talks to me. It's all kind of, you know, the, the baby boomers, they all talk to each other. And then we just kind of are there for the food. Mm-hmm. So, so you, I, I you, 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 like back in the day, you actually had like a bigger family, right? Like, so you, like you, oh, yeah. you was, there was a lot of you, like, so how, how many people were at this said dinner just approximately? Oh God, there's usually, there's always been like 30 people, 40 Holy people that's, and that's, always that's kids. Oh yeah. yeah. If there's a basement, the kid, the basement is full of kids. And yeah. I, I was at the kid's table for a lot of years before I leveled up, leveled up. But of course the people had to make room for me. So at the time, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> at the time, you know, you're 19, you're still at the damn kid's table. Yeah. Which yeah. you're pissed off about. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know how that's, that's how I was. <laughs> yeah. Like I, you know, you want to be taken seriously, but at the same time, when you get to sit with the adults, you're like, you guys have told these same stories every freaking dinner we've been at for years. Why are mm-hmm. you laughing? It's not funny. <laughs> so whatever. Anyways, I, I get up the courage to like, you know, set my boundaries and I'm like, Hey, you know what? Sorry. I'm busy. I'm not able to make it. The response that I got, whoo, that was the, how could you twist the knife in my back? <laughs> it was just so over the top. It was almost like, if you don't come to this dinner, you are out of the family. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, you can't even, like, I mean, obviously I've gone through, you know, similar stuff like that too, when I was younger, but it's like, that's like detrimental, like hearing that kind of stuff when you're that age too, right? It's like, how do you even... 
like a part of me was like, holy, okay, that's a lot. But the, the other part, it's like afterwards, I really start to think it's like, it starts making me second guess myself. So I'm like, okay, wait, am I actually like out of the family? Am I going to be disowned? Like, am I going to get kicked out of my house? Like it really starts playing on, on your mental health, right? Like I don't know, for me it did. So well, especially if something- you're well, especially if you're just learning to start setting boundaries and mm-hmm. kind of making decisions for yourself, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, I think a lot of people run into this, they sort of, you need to go along with the trend of the family, you know, the family first, the family's yeah. needs. And so if you step out of line, not that this is you know, completely intense and extreme, obviously, this is something that we got over, uh, but it can feel terrifying. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you might end up becoming a doormat. Like if you're always bending to what other people want instead of what you want. I never, I never could stick to my boundaries when I was younger. Um, and it was even hard for me. I, I, what I got from my, like my mom passed and like my reaction that I had towards like the holidays and Christmas was like, I'm not celebrating it. I'm kind of done. Um, you know, thankfully I was out of town for a lot of those times. Like I moved to Calgary, I lived out in Calgary for five years. So it was good. And then when I came back to Thunder Bay, I wasn't allowed to, I couldn't set my boundaries. I felt like, because my aunt just, it wasn't a thing. Like her and my brother needed to see me for Christmas, but I kept explaining, you know, how big of a Grinch I was and I didn't want to do this. So then that was me. I ended up lashing out. That was the only way that I didn't have to go to Christmas is if I lashed out and I caused a big rift, like between my family and myself, like I kind of stirred the pot and kind of threw myself under the bus in order for me not to have to go to Christmas. Like, does that make sense? Um, and so, yeah, it was, it's very difficult to like kind of having to go through that kind of stuff and, Cause you just don't want to. And of course that Christmas, those two Christmases I did that, of course I heard a lot of these, you know, little, little phrases that we keep saying. And the, like the famous one, which, which is going to be the title of this episode is you're dead to me. <laughs> and so, you know, it was, so for me, like when you mentioned that, um, you know, when we talked about this, I laughed because I was like, that's my famous quote because that's pretty, I, that's what I heard from my family. And I know at the time they didn't mean it. Like I'm very close with, you know, the few family members I have, but at the time it was just like hearing that I was like, well, I guess I'm dead to them. That's it. Like, I don't care. I'm not going, you know, I stuck my ground and uh, yeah, obviously we're still in each other's lives and I'm not dead. So that's always a plus, but um, (laughs) it's difficult, right? Like when you hear that kind of stuff, it's just at any age, you know, everyone has so many different expectations and you know, it's, like what you and you know Michael kind of talked about recently as well it's like you don't really know what people are going through sometimes and so it's like you're reacting the way that you feel but you have no idea what's kind of going on on the other end so like you're then it's just like you guys are just button heads and so it just turns into a an interesting time well yeah and you know what comes up is some of the lessons that we learn in couples counseling mm-hmm. like when we are too defensive or well, actually not even defensive, we're offensive, uh, we turn away from each other. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you punish a child, if you're like, okay, so you hit. So if you hit again, you're going to do, you know, whatever, six minutes of timeout or what, one minute for every year of your age. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's reasonable. But if you go, okay, that's it. You're grounded for the rest of the week. No, no screens for the rest of your life. Well, number one, how are you going to enforce that? Number two, that kid's now got nothing to lose. 
<laughs> yeah, you just created. Yeah, that's scary. Oh, you parents, you guys are champs. I don't know how you do it. Like just listening to stuff, like even just like reading. You know, our a close friend of mine. She woke up and her daughter, I guess, had pulled off her diaper and like the other night, and she pooped all over. And next thing you know, she was she had her in the bathtub, and it was a whole scenario. I was like, I couldn't deal with it. Like I fostered puppies, and that was enough for me. I was just like, that was I had four of them, and I said to her, I'm like. I don't know how you guys do this. Like you guys are, you guys are champions. I don't, I respect to all parents. I respect you and I commend you. Oh, jeez, crap you deal with. Well, <laughs> yes. Not, not my cup of tea right now. <laughs> no. Well, you see, I, I get, I get to have fun because I have an older son. So he gets to hear about sort of in a, in a generic, uh, like non- naming way all the bad things that people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said yeah. to him, I said to him the other day, I'm like, hun, how would it make you feel if I like blamed you for, for being born and saying like, I gave up my twenties for you. And he's like, yeah. I would be heartbroken. I'm like, you know, who does that? <laughs> people actually do do that. I've heard of people yeah. say that, you know, and like, and it's, I've, I've actually, I have. And, and again, I'm sitting there cause I'm like, Ooh, this is awkward. And like the parents like, I'm just kidding. And I'm like, Oh, fun. Like, mm. mm-hmm. And yeah. like, you see like the kid's face too. It's like, Ooh, and I'm like, Oh, this is awkward. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a thing. No, because I mean, kids actually don't, they lack the ability to understand sarcasm for many, many years. Like it's, it's closer uh, to puberty. Yeah, it's cu- closer to puberty when they actually quite under, start to understand sarcasm. And it always depends on their, um, their verbal and nonverbal comprehension, which can vary widely with children, particularly with kids where maybe the parents don't talk very much. They're not talkers. They can be quite behind and have a hard time understanding sarcasm. But regardless, a parent says that to you or a caregiver says that to you, like how much I sacrifice for you, you're going to internalize that. So it's going to affect you. You know, when you're 19 years old and you're like, Hey, maybe I don't feel like coming for Christmas dinner. It's not just, I'm going to disappoint them this year. It's, Oh, I owe them for all the mm-hmm. sacrifices they made for me. Cause they certainly didn't let me forget it. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have those, I have those family members and obviously a lot of my, I mean, things obviously took place after, you know, my mom passed away. And so I'm, I don't speak to, you know, a certain part of my family anymore. And, and that was a huge part of it. Honestly, it came down to that. It came down to, I always felt like if they did something, you know, to help myself or to help my brother, I always felt that I owed them. And I was really tired of feeling like, like that. So I made that decision the year, the actually the day of my mom's funeral. Um, and I have never spoken to a lot of most of them again. Um, and that's something that even my brother did the same thing. We, it didn't, we didn't plan it together. It just happened. And then we're like, okay, so we both agree then. Um, but that, I think that that's one of the most difficult things that you can deal with, you know, being a kid, being any age for that matter, is that, you know, you're constantly kind of looking over your shoulder and saying like, you know, is this person true? Like if they're being nice or doing something nice for me, like second guessing yourself, I still do that still to this day. Um, and you kind of mentioned that too, when you guys were uh, discussing, like you and Michael, you guys were discussing about compliments. And so still to this day, I'm uncomfortable too. When I get them, it's funny because at the end of the episode, you guys are complimenting me and I'm sitting there listening. I'm like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> and so it's like, You're not even there. I, I, I know and I appreciated it, obviously. Um, I truly did. But and that's just what it comes down to. So it's like, okay, so my mind kind of goes to, 
what what do I owe these people? What you know? What do I have to do? And, you know, and especially when it comes to family members, we don't realize that, and they don't realize the effects that their that their words have on kids. You know, and we've talked about that in episodes before. It's like um, even talking about saying to children when their parents like for in, in my predicament, a lot of people sat there and said to myself, my brother, like you guys are so strong and you guys have been through so much. And so when I cry and I show those emotions, I'm very vulnerable and I don't like feeling vulnerable. So the wording that, you know, your family members especially has on you um, and the impact, right? Like it's, it's crazy to see in every podcast, I learn more about myself and I'm like, I'm turning 30 in a few weeks and I'm like, Oh God, like, it's just, it's all happening. I'm learning a lot since I started with <laughs> Kelly Mental Health. <laughs> oh, man. I, not always bad. I, not always bad things. I, well, I mean, hey, that's why I'm in mental health, right? It, yeah. My damn family. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine this is the one episode they listen to. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <gonna> oh, <laughs> Uncle Tony's going to have something to say. <laughs> Uncle Tony. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, sounds like a good guy. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, you know, on a personal note, I am, I am concerned about Christmas this year. And I'll tell you why a situation developed over the summer where I was providing some support to one of my cousins uh, that was, you know, they're at that age, same where I was, where you're sort of trying, you're trying to build your own identity, you know, you're trying to make your own decisions and you face a lot of criticism from people that you care about. You want their approval, but you also need them to just like back off and let you make your own mistakes. Um, so unfortunately that situation exploded, um, where this cousin actually confronted and and there was like an 11 page email back and forth sent. And, um, the wording that was used was so hurtful. It was Mm -hmm. something that I could never in a million years ever say to someone, because I'm, I'm the person that doesn't trust that people will stick around. Like I'm a person right? Because like, you'll remember that. And I'll remember that for the rest of my life, because what ended up happening is my name gets thrown into it. Mm -hmm. Because I guess this cousin said something in a way that was kind of resembling the way that I talk. And Mm -hmm. absolutely, yes, I knew what was going on. Um, I was trying to support and and trying to, you know, do the therapist thing without being a therapist. Um, talking about family dynamics and, you know, effective communication, but mm-hmm. I never in a million years. And I got very upset with this cousin because they said, never should you actually go and say these universal, like you are out of my life forever. Mm-hmm. You have so many problems. You should take care of, like just accusations. Like there was nothing in this email or this whole exchange between them that mm-hmm. was remotely productive, remotely solution seeking. Mm-hmm. It was all about punishing. Yeah. Which is, oh, that's horrible. That's, that's hard. Yeah. So then here I'm mm-hmm. thinking about Christmas going, how am I supposed to be in the same room with some people? Well, I'm not even sure if I'll have to because of COVID, but mm-hmm. how am I supposed to be in the same room with people mm-hmm. when my name gets thrown into it? And, you know, and I, I never wanted to be part of this grenade that got dropped in the middle of a you know, of the family and there's a war zone. I never wanted that. Mm-hmm. Um, and nor did I think it was okay in any way, but now it's like, Oh, great. Now I feel awkward because they're talking. Yeah. Again. So you kind of mentioned before, like in, in a previous episode, we kind of discussed about, you know, setting those boundaries and how the COVID Christmas looks different. So in your situation, so do you, are you planning on getting together? Like what, like, what can you recommend? I guess my question is my roundabout way of asking a thousand things in between, but, Mm. um, I guess my thing is, so 
what would you recommend to someone who's going through that, who has, who's feeling awkward, say they had a big fight with a, just a fight with a family member, right? And, you know, it's obviously with the guidelines and the restrictions with COVID, but what would you recommend for them to deal with that? Should they go to said Christmas dinner? I know oh, you can't really say it exactly, but it's up to them, but yeah. what would oh, your recommendation be? Total avoidance. <laughs> But when I say avoidance, that's when that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, you you do have the opportunity this holiday season to avoid and to lay low. And we all know that sometimes with certain family members, certain personalities, the only thing that actually does solve the problem is time and distance. Right. Cause there, there will be a, some situations that we never see eye to eye on and we have to be able to accept that. But sometimes it's just much more peaceful if we just give it time and just everyone kind of, it's yeah. not that you forget, but you just move on and it doesn't seem like a big deal. Even now it doesn't seem that big of a deal to me because they'll say stuff to each other that I would never say. Mm -hmm. um, and it probably affected me much more than it even affected them. Mm -hmm. So yeah, avoidance is okay. <laughs> but if you actually want to address it, this is what mm -hmm. I would recommend. You contact that person privately. Don't bring it up in front of other people. Don't talk to everybody else, but that person. Cause don't you know, do that family dinner. Yeah. Don't, don't wait to do don't, that family dinner. Yeah. Don't do it at the mm -hmm. dinner. But if you really feel like, yeah, I, we really can't move forward unless we talk about this, contact them mm -hmm. privately. Um, Maybe let them know that, that you're going to call and, and you wanted to just sort some things out if they're open to it and just simply acknowledge, Hey, you know what? We had a falling out this, this summer. Um, I didn't want it to go this far, but it did. And ultimately I'd still like to, you know, see you and enjoy being around you at Christmas. And I hope that you and I can just get past this together. Just acknowledge it. We're not about, don't blame, <laughs> don't assign mm -hmm. blame. Don't bring up the past because what's already happened is happened. It's over. You can't change mm -hmm. it, but yeah, moving forward, yeah, move past it. Yeah. Cause you, you don't want to show up at this dinner feeling resentful and feeling edgy about the next thing that's going to happen because this is not resolved yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's the biggest See, thing seeking to, you know, find a solution rather than punish. I've heard of a lot of like people like holding on to that kind of stuff and then like letting it build and build and build. And then next thing you know, it becomes like an explosive, like very, you know, obviously toxic, um, you know, fight um, with, you know, other friends or family, like whoever the case may be, even at work, people end up doing that coworkers, right? Like they're working day in and day out and um, things are great. And, and so, but sometimes it happens. So I think, you know, not avoiding it <laughs> um and reaching out to that person um before it gets too bad because it's just it is it's so easy for us to avoid it and just kind of stick it under our, our rugs and pillows right so and especially with holiday you know if it, if it is in like a workspace you know some some offices are closing for the holidays and and so it's just like now it's just building over it and if you're thinking about it you're leaving work at five o'clock and you're coming home and you're talking to your you know significant other or a friend or a family about it um, I think it's definitely well worth, you know, talking to that person about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I guess I, I'm curious, say in your situation, if you've ever tried that and then that person has been like, you know, they've used that conversation to just start in again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with my, uh, family that I no longer speak with, um, 
I, uh, no, I, I avoided it. Like there wasn't, I, I made that decision because unfortunately, um, they struggle with, uh, substance abuse. And so for me, and it's not that I didn't try at the time I was young. Let's just all put that into perspective. You know, I was, my dad passed away when I was nine. My mom passed away when I was nine, just turned 19 basically. Um, so I was young and I expected these people to be, you know, great adults and to kind of support us. And unfortunately they didn't. So I avoided it. And what frustrated me a lot when, with that situation. So they would, you know, have all these things that were built up and they would be drinking. And next thing you know, I get Facebook messages at two o'clock in the morning and saying that my mother would be rolling in her grave and all this stuff. And I was like, well, jokes on you. She didn't have a grave. She was, you know, cremated. So she's not rolling. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, so I know, and I go, I went dark and like I did, I went dark and deep in, in certain situations. And, you know, I, I have seen, you know, a couple of them, they don't live here. So that's why for me, it was easier for me to avoid um, those types of situations. And so I guess for myself, I just, I did deal, deal with it personally, but I just didn't want to deal with it to like with them. They kept like, you know, kept down their path and, you know, drinking and, and saying a million things to myself and my brother. And that was fine. And that's how they dealt with it. They didn't really, I think that's how they dealt with my mom's passing. Um, but for myself, like, you know, I took care of my mom for two years and I did everything that I possibly could. And so I just, I sleep well at night knowing that it doesn't, that doesn't affect me. I dealt with that a long time ago. So, and that's why I can openly and freely talk about it. Mm -hmm. So in my case, I avoided so that I wouldn't, I have had the blowout, um, you know, that, that the fun you're dead to me kind of stuff. And I, I did that when I was a lot younger and I just, now it's just, I just, I don't have any communication and my life is a lot better. It's, you know, I, it's not that really I avoid it now. I just, they're just not a part of my life anymore. So I kind of had to make that decision, mm -hmm. uh, which was difficult. So they didn't make it easy, you know, um, at first, but it really helps when they live out of town. If, if they lived in town, I think my story would be completely different. I wouldn't even imagine. I probably, I probably would have left. <laughs> I run. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm going to send the, I'm going to send this to them. I'm going to find them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> Tell them I say hi. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I saw something this year and I thought it was kind of cool and it, it's just a small little quote and it was kind of like how to survive like the Christmas, like the COVID holiday season. And it was different. And it said aim for peace of being rather than holiday joy this year. And I thought that that was a really interesting kind of take on, on the holidays this year, because I think, you know, even in our posts and the, that I create, I'm like, you know, spreading holiday joy in this holiday season. It's like, we talked about being the Grinch and not really wanting to see that, like, you know, so I think it kind of taught me a few things that quote, cause it's just, it's so important. Like, it's okay to not like, it's okay to ignore the holidays and not kind of deal with that, like that stuff and to be, you know, away and just, you know, I, I did it for a long time. Now it's like the first year that, well, second year that I'm like, woo, Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, and I'm all about the family stuff and it, it, and it can turn around. Like, you know, a few years ago, I wouldn't want to be spending time with my family. I didn't want the holiday Christmas music alone going out shopping. Oh my gosh. Like I, multiple times I left stores in tears and I was grieving and I didn't realize that it took me that long to, I just, I thought, I guess after my mom passed, 
I didn't really understand the whole, um, you know, the grieving, I guess the grief cycle. I did, but I didn't realize that it can still, you know, take on a whole different level and like, and happen for so many years. Um, so there's no time frame when it comes to that. And so healing, it takes a while. So it's like, if you don't want to celebrate the holidays, do you be comfortable and have, have fun with like, you know, your friends and your media family. Um, I think that that's really important just to get out there as well. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, go full introvert if that's what helps you recharge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I'm excited. Like we have, we're closing obviously down the office at KMH for a few days and um, I have some extra time and I'm super excited. Like, I just to give my eyes a break. I am on these computers so often <laughs> and I love my job, but it's going to be really nice just to kind of have, have some time and just to re- recharge. I think that's the biggest thing to put out there because this whole year is just, I mean, everyone's exhausted. So yeah, they, they really are. And so that's when, you know, it goes back to Kristen's uh, lessons that we all had to learn about how much do we have for resources? And then that's what, how we determine our boundaries. You know, I, I, am I really going to do, am I all in to attend three, three small family dinners? No, I am not. No, hundred percent. It's difficult to decide which Mm -hmm. needs to be prioritized and kind of makes me want to do nothing. Um, But that, that may have to be like, maybe those are just going to be my boundaries uh, Mm -hmm. because my resources are spread pretty thin. And, uh, and that's kind of like the point that I get back to with there's going to be conflicting personalities, which can be hilarious and ridiculous. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, You know, there may be that, that uncle that wants to talk about the politics, the election and the, this and the, that and QAnon and all that. Uh, I just don't even want to get into it. There's, there's, you know, my husband's grandma that thinks I'm a vegetarian and I don't know why she thinks that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're gonna you're gonna prove her wrong this holiday season. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'll just be eating the turkey like, right in front of her. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but oh my gosh. so just so many personalities, and everyone's kind of coming with their their whole background and their whole set of assumptions, and and mm-hmm. you know the the fact is that people usually don't spend as much time thinking about us as we think about them. No, exactly. So yeah, that when it comes to dealing with family and some of those challenges some of those you know the arguments the fights the thing that I really want people to be careful about is just imagine that everything that you say it's going to come up again because if you are lucky you will be around that person again in the future you may be sitting at a dinner table with that person mm-hmm. for some of us that may be the last thing you ever say to someone and that's not supposed to be like a oh you know they're not going to be here forever which I heard every day growing up <laughs> that's another thing yeah you make a really good point though because it's true like I it's funny because I actually am very I I became like accustomed to that because every year like with my like my parents being sick with with cancer it was like you know you never know you never know and like and I mean my dad passed away when he was young he was 42 when he passed Mm -hmm. and so it's like you don't kind of expect those things right and so now it's like thinking back it's like I'm like I envy people that are able to sit there, you know, at Christmas with their parents. I think that it's so amazing. So for myself that I was like the, the like that Grinch for those two years um, after, um, well, it was longer, but like in Thunder Bay, I feel kind of 
guilty because I, I took away time that I could be spending with my aunt and my brother. And so like, I really do value the relationships that I have, that I have in my life. So they do mean the world. So I know that's probably not the best thing to say to people, but for me, it's like, hell yeah, you never know what's going to happen. So it's like, try to be kind and, and, you know, see it from both pers person's perspectives, because that's something that I never used to do. It was always one-sided. And so you know, just yeah. enjoy, enjoy your family. It's been a rough year, you know, well, enjoy the family that you choose. Not even, it doesn't even have to be blood related, but enjoy, you know, your friends and your family. And it's been a rough year for everyone. And I think you just have to remind each other to be kind. Hey, I, I appreciate you saying that as well. The family that you choose, because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I definitely have been exposed to people where their family, not only the family dynamic was toxic, but the family members themselves were abusive. And so, yeah. you know, you know, in sitting, sitting down and talking to someone that just recently lost their parent, they're, they're so, they get so angry and they're so sad. And they're like, you guys are missing out and you don't even realize it. But mm -hmm. that person doesn't understand sometimes that another person with a different history may actually be surviving by staying mm -hmm. away. Yeah, and that's where your own balance to come into play. I, I completely agree actually yeah. with that. And I've been in that predicament too, when uh, I had a statement that is like similar statement made and, and someone made a statement about their parents. And I, and I remember I was younger and I said, you know what? And I snapped, I was like, you watch your mouth. So like, you don't talk about your parents like that. But at that time she was going through some, you know, mental, like, you know, verbal and emotional abuse that, you know, that was her mother was doing to her. And so again, I didn't realize. And so once she explained it to me and she had, a, like, she had to educate me. And so I respect that. So for me, it's like, when I, when I specifically, you know, talk about family, I, I meant, and I always will mean that, you know, it's the people that you choose. My family's not always too big to this day. They're not all blood related. And my friends are like family. They've helped me through life. So I, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Good yeah, that's it. It's just a different perspective. And absolutely, the, the more we are exposed to different stories, the more we learn, the more sensitive we become, you know, there's awareness mm -hmm. that's raised. And I, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like learning about, you know, it's, it's not always black and white. There's so many different ways yeah. to look at this. And I really hate being reminded that someone might not be here next year. My great grandmother <laughs> was saying that from the time I was eight that I that I recall. And mm -hmm. she, she passed away when I finished high school. So imagine oh, wow. hearing that every single time every you go to visit, you're yeah. sucking the life out of me. Yeah. My <laughs> aunt did that with, with my grandma for a long time. And you know, she passed this year, but I, I think thing I heard it for when I was, I think I got into high school too. So it was, it was a, it was a minute. I heard mm -hmm. that for her. <laughs> oh, can I get, can I just throw out another don't do? Yes. A family member actually takes the time to call you. Don't start the call with, oh, you finally called me, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How come you never call me? I'm on the phone right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good Stop call. That. A good way to, good way to uh, almost end it. So final thought, Linda, I know that you have to go because you're a busy, busy lady. So final thought for this lovely episode about family and lovely dynamics between our family members. Uh, yeah, apparently I need therapy. <laughs> Hey, uh, final thought on a very casual basis, take it easy, go easy on yourself. Um, except that some people are, some people have loud personalities. Some people have quiet personalities, but setting boundaries that are good for us 
they, they have to be done individually and you have to be able to maintain and enforce those. Um, it's best for everybody. And sometimes that means saying no when it upsets other people, but ultimately it's for the greater good. I love it. Thank you guys so much for joining us again. And thank you, uh, Linda Kelly. I really appreciate it for you being here again. If you guys need to talk, please contact us. Uh, you can even actually book online right now, which is really cool. So uh, you can go to www.kellymentalhealth.com. Um, we have a full page actually about our therapists. So learn about them. And if you relate to one of them and you want to meet with one, please don't hesitate. Book. And they are obviously offering online and telephone sessions as well. So we will see you guys soon. Soon and uh, thank you again.